Let's Glow with best-selling author and skin healing expert, Hannah Salito. Do you believe in fate? That serendipitous moment when you cross paths with just the right person at just the right time. Back in August 2019, Joanna sent me a direct message on Instagram. My Instagram inbox can be crazy sometimes. I'll get over 100 messages a day. And back in the summer of last year, I'd just been on Dragon's Den. I received over 3,000 emails that week. It was insane. And so, unfortunately, Joanna's message to me was missed. I just started my podcast series and she'd reached out asking if she could feature as a guest. Last week on Instagram saw Blackout Tuesday, an event I'd never heard of before and in truth really didn't understand. I'm an avid user of Instagram, more so for posting and sharing than listening learning and reading. But I decided to use my time on the platform differently. And so as part of my journey to learn and understand and read more, I began going back through my direct messages, responding to people who I just not had a chance to connect with. And I saw Joanna's message and I reached out to her asking if she'd still like to be on my podcast. Joanna is such an inspiring lady, an eczema warrior, a skinfluencer, and a mum of three. And it was in having two babies so close together that her skin just went crazy. I know it's a story that so many people are going to be able to relate to, and I'm super thankful for this serendipitous connection. Radiant is Hannah Salito's best-selling book, featuring all the information you need to get started, a dedicated 28-day plan, and over 100 recipes to heal skin from within. Order now at hannahsalito.com, via Amazon, Waterstones, WH Smith, or your local independent bookshop. Joanne, I'm so excited, and I feel this moment is incredibly serendipitous, this opportunity to chat with you. You know, in taking a break from social media over the past few days and just spending time learning and reading and researching and finally catching up on some of my direct messages, I saw your message to me and I immediately went to check my emails. And because you reached out to me back in August last year, right, when my life was going a little bit crazy. I just started the podcast and you were asking if we could talk about that. And of course, Dragon's Den had just happened and I had this mountain of emails. If you had emailed at any other time. You would have noticed it. Yeah, I can imagine. It's all right though. I know the world just works in mysterious ways. It's just crazy how things work out. But yeah, it was so lovely to get that message from you. I was like, this is insane. This is really, really insane. But yeah, I'm so grateful though. It's really, um, it was really nice. It really made my day. That's just so lovely to hear, especially, you know, I'll hold my hands up. I felt that social media for me has just felt incredibly difficult and perhaps necessarily awkward this week. It's a bit of a tricky one for me as well, because I feel like even though there's a lot of resonation with some of the things that people are saying 
I do feel like there's a danger of blowing it so far out of the water that it becomes like, okay, no, this is black and this is white. And it's just like, why do there have to be like a line in the middle? Like we are literally just all people. Like, but I guess everyone's different. I guess everyone's got their own way of like processing what's happening and you just have to leave people to work it out themselves. I think you're right. And also to show kindness and empathy to everybody you know, I can't tell you the number of direct messages that I've received over the past week, predominantly from white people telling me how I should respond to this. And I feel that so much of the response is inauthentic. And, you know, I can't, I don't, I didn't want to post a knee-jerk reaction simply for the sake of it. I think this is so much more important and requires time and thinking. It's so toxic, so toxic. I just had to, oh, it's too much. And obviously you, you kind of get what I mean. Like there's certain things that I feel like when you allow it to come, like kind of encroach on your space, it does start to affect you emotionally and mentally. And I was like, I can't, I'm not doing this anymore because it's too much. I feel like the, the way people are like attacking people online about what they, they should be and not be doing, it's just, I just don't think it's fair. It's not, it's not really helping the situation. It's not really going to help the wider, um, it's just not going to change really anything. It's just going to flip it from one side to the other. So yeah, I don't know. You just have to be, I don't know, patient, I guess. Well, I think as somebody who can completely relate to your battle over the years with eczema, patience and empathy are two words that come up again and again. I think so many of us battling with a skin condition learn so much patience and empathy. So let's talk about your story. When did you first struggle with eczema? Uh, I think I was really young because I didn't ask my mum I think I had eczema really really young as a as a child and um, because I wasn't really old enough to remember it I, I do remember her just saying to me that she used like steroid creams on my skin whenever my skin flared up so I think it was just kind of like that was the go-to and then um, there was a long period of time where I didn't have eczema at all I went through like my my young adolescence not really dealing with it and then it really started to show up again um, when I had my first baby which was when I was 19 um, so I was pregnant and then eczema started to show up and again it was just the okay just get a steroid cream and that was kind of like the cycle um, but as I said I feel like it kind of went away again and it would only just pop up here and there I'd use a steroid it would go away but it really started to kind of like take over my life as I was saying in the email after I had my third child which is when I had them really close together and it just went completely and utterly insane out of control. And I was like, I don't know what's happening to me kind of thing. Um, so it was kind of that gradual where it just kind of peaked. And then I had to really take stock and be like, okay, what's, what's going on here? Because the steroid creams aren't working. Can you pinpoint a trigger? Was the one particular thing that made your eczema flare? I think it was a mixture of things. I'm actually writing a blog at the moment, I'm hoping to try and finish it today and put it up tomorrow. But I think looking back at the situation, I feel like there was loads of things going on at the same time. I think it was um, it was definitely um, an element of stress. Um, one, because as I said, I didn't plan to have a second baby straight away. 
Um, so I was stressed about that. It wasn't like, oh, I didn't want it, but it was like I wasn't prepared for it. So it was just like, oh, my days, we're going to do two children. And then there was a lot of um, issues going on with our house at the same time. So we were moving around. I think in the space of a year, I think we moved about three or four times um, because of mould and realising that mould was affecting my skin as well. So trying to move to a safe house that didn't have like mould issues. And in London, that's really, really difficult because of the kind of buildings that we have here. So it was just crazy. And then issues... Um, in my marriage, there was just so many things just going on at the same time. So I feel like it was, there were external issues, emotional issues, mental issues. And I just looking back, I was like that combination of everything, it was just too much. And I think it just showed on my skin, everything that was going on. So, so often it's that combination, isn't it? It's the, the combined buildup that triggers the flare. I love how on your page, you talk about the emotional elements to your eczema and the mental health side of things and just how important that is. Yeah, definitely. I think it took me a while though, because um, as a community, especially in like in a black community, you've kind of got this unspoken rule that you don't tell people what's going on. Um, you just have to keep, you know, like keep a smile on your face to pretend everything's okay. And we've always kind of like, it's an unspoken thing. It's not like people tell you to do it, but if you try and like speak out about stuff that's going on, it's like you get frowned upon, like, why are you telling people your business kind of thing? And even when I did first start sharing my like stuff that I would talk about, my mum was very much like, why are you putting that stuff online? Why are you talking to people about this? You don't even know these people. But it was like, I had to kind of look past that. And I knew that there was a, like a bigger, like there was a reason why I felt the need to do that. And now over time, um, my mum's kind of seen the progression and now she doesn't even, she's not fussed about anything anymore kind of thing. So I think it's a, sometimes it's just kind of breaking the mould. Do you get what I mean? I feel like at, at first, even for me, it was difficult to talk about certain things because of the backlash, so to speak, from other people. Like, why are you, why are you talking about this? Why are you being so open? Like, it's, it's not, it's not right. Da, 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 da. But then after a while, I think people start to realise that, hold on a second, I think Joanna's onto something here. Not necessarily... Um, just to tell people what's going on for the sake of it, because I do think there's a time and a place for everything. But as I started to speak to her, there were loads of things that I'd even buried from my childhood that I'd never spoken about. So it was like becoming more open with myself first, um, being able to kind of realise what was going on inside of me, um, being able to talk about it, being able to pray about it, and then getting that confidence to speak to individual people that I was almost... I'm hiding from emotionally. So speaking to my mum about things that had happened to me as a child growing up and having conversations with her, um, having conversations with people that I'd fallen out with, um, having conversations, like open, like proper open conversations with my husband about how I was feeling about our marriage. And over time, obviously along with the whole changing of the diet, et cetera, but as I became more open and allowed all of these emotions to came, come out, my skin just started to heal. So it was like, it was so much more than just what I was eating. It was kind of being able to communicate to people, especially when they message me and ask me for advice. You can eat the best diet in the world, but there's like, look at every angle. Like, what is it that you could be dealing with? And I, I started to see a trend because people would message me and I would ask them, like, are you eating this? Are you eating this? Okay, yeah, we'll tick that box off. And then I would just, sometimes it depends. I don't do it with everybody because I think you kind of have to gauge it. But sometimes I'll just ask, oh, is there anything that's like happened like in your in your life that's been really traumatic for you? And nine times out of 10 people will break down and say, yeah, this happened to me. 
oh, my skin started to break out because my dad passed away or because this happened and this happened. And one lady was telling me that um, her husband divorced her and left her with three kids and ran off. And that's when her skin started going crazy. So it's like you start to see the pattern of how the body like kind of alerts you to a lot of things that are going on. And a lot of the time, I feel like you can link it back to not just your diet, but also to your emotions. Yes, definitely. That connection is there for so many of us. Tell me then, Joanne, what was your turning point, the moment that you decided things had to change? It was really weird how this happened because the eczema started to come up when I was on my second pregnancy. And I didn't really think that anything of it, again, as I said, it was just, okay, a bit of steroid cream, it would go away, it's fine. But then when I got pregnant the third time, it's like the skin was just really going for it. And the steroid cream wasn't really doing much for me. But I remember towards the end of my pregnancy, I hadn't, she wasn't born yet. Um, someone had given me a book um, called The Maker's Diet. And this is where it really all started. I've, I've read this book and it's basically, it just talks about everything. So it does talk about diet, but it does talk about um, emotional. It talks about like your spiritual being, like so many different aspects. And I'd never seen the human body like that before. So it just really opened my eyes to so many different things. And I said to myself, you know what? I'm not going to use steroid creams anymore. I'm just going to try and heal my body naturally because obviously there's too many things working almost against me at this point. I said, as soon as she's born, I'm going to go for it. And so she <clears throat> she was born in May. And then I, I'd start, I changed my diet, started eating better. And, and it was almost like as soon as I started to eat better, the skin got worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. To the point where it was literally covering me from head to toe. Like it was unbearable to do anything. Everything was painful. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't shower. I couldn't bathe. I couldn't even hold her most of the time. And I just got really, really depressed because I was like, I feel like I'm doing everything right, but yet everything is still going wrong. And as well, it just got really heavy for me again emotionally because everyone around me, my husband, my mom, and the people that were closest to me were were blaming me because they were just like, if you hadn't changed your diet, you wouldn't be going through this. And if you hadn't stopped eating meat, you wouldn't have been going through this. And they would just keep telling me what to do. But it was like, I knew what I was doing, but at the same time, I couldn't explain why it wasn't working. <laughs> so I just felt like I was at war with myself. I was like, I don't know what to do here. So I think it got to the point where um, I was waking up every morning and my face was swelling more and more and more. So it was like, my face was really big. I had rashes everywhere. I couldn't barely see out of my eyes. And I was supposed to actually start a new job that day, but I couldn't go anywhere looking like that. I was so afraid. Um, so I called my mom in a panic. I sent her a picture of my face. She was like, no, we're going to A&E right now. Went to the hospital and the doctor um, that told me to take off my clothes, etc. And when he looked at me, he was like, I've never seen eczema like this before. Like it's literally covering every part of your body. And he was like, tell me what's happened. So I told him that like, I've changed my diet. I'm eating better. And he was like, you can't heal eczema with diet. He was like, you can't do that. It's impossible. If you've got eczema, you've just got eczema. You need steroids to control your skin. So I'm listening to him talking. And deep down, I was like, I know that I'm right. But because my mom and my dad was in the room and everyone was like, we told you. I just felt really overwhelmed and pressured. So he gave me the steroid cream. And to be honest, at that point, I was in so much pain. I was like, I'm willing to do anything just to be like feel normal again. So I took the steroids and I was like, I'm just going to use it. I know it's not going to fix it. But as long as I can, you know, get to that place of like almost relief and then we can start again. Um, so I took the steroids home. I started using them. I had to use it everywhere um, because it was everywhere for two weeks. And then I think a couple of days later, the skin started to settle down, smooth out. And I thought, oh, my days, thank God, 
I'm getting some relief. And then towards like the end of the two weeks period that I was supposed to be using it for, my skin cleared up everywhere else. And then the palms of my hands um, started to bubble up as if I'd burnt myself. You know, when you like pour hot water on yourself and it has like those pus filled bubbles, my hands were literally breaking out these mad bubbles. I was like, well, I don't know what that is. And then my head, my scalp started to break out and all of these mad um, rashes as well. So it was almost like wherever I wasn't using the steroid cream was breaking out and where I was still using it was getting better. And then it was almost, I think it was at that point that I realized that my body was literally trying to tell me something because whatever I was doing, it was like, it was going to come out somewhere else. So I was just like, you know what? I'm not, I'm just going to stop. So I stopped using the steroid creams. I think even before the two weeks was up, I called the dermatologist because he'd given me his personal number because he was so, at the time that he'd seen me, he was so overwhelmed by how I looked. He was like, if you need anything, just call me. So I called his office and I said to him, I'm using the steroid cream still. My hands and my scalp's breaking out. It's really itchy. It's like really, really bad. And he was like, okay, just, um, I'm going to send a letter to your GP. I'm going to send him, I'm going to send you a, a stronger steroid cream and I'm going to, um, prescribe you a steroid shampoo for your hair and I said but you haven't seen it yet do you want me to come to the office like do you want to look at it he was like no it's fine I'm just going to prescribe this just use it as soon as I came off the phone to him I burst into tears and I was like this is a waste of complete time and I said to myself do you know what I'm just going to stop using everything and whatever happens to my skin after this I'm just going to ride it out because I know that what I was doing before was probably the right thing to do and as I said it as soon as I stopped using the steroid cream everywhere just broke back out again but it was like 10 times worse than it was before because now it was weeping it was like bleeding sore because obviously of the whole typical steroid withdrawal process and it was absolute hell I, I think it was like the worst literally the worst thing I've ever been through in my life and I felt because I was so low as well at times, even though I knew I was doing the right thing, it was so difficult having to go out in the world and have people see you looking like that. Um, it was even difficult even being married looking like that because it was just like I kept having this this thing where I didn't want my husband to touch me, to be in the same bed as me. My skin was constantly shedding. So every day I would wake up, there would just be skin everywhere in the bed. I just felt so... I don't want to say I hated myself because it wasn't that, but it just, I just hated the way, like what was happening to me. And so I remember going through that process. There were days where I would be like upbeat and like, no, we can do this. And there were days where I felt like I can't do this anymore because it was taking so long. Um, but I did say to myself, I'm going to keep going. And when I get out of this, I'm going to tell as many people as I can how to do it because I know what it's like. Do you get what I mean? And I think it was also reading reports and, um, research that people that suffer with skin diseases are more likely to commit suicide and it kind of resonated with me because I, I remember feeling at that point and I was just like I'm only one person but as much as I can do to help other people get out of that I'm willing to do it and that's why I started doing it. It's so amazing what you're creating on your platform you know to think back to that time to go through that with with two little ones. With two babies. <laughs> yeah. It's it's crazy. I don't honestly. When I look back, sometimes I'm like, I don't know how I did it. I don't know, but I thank God. I was looking through your feeds and at your pictures from that time, and the one that really stood out to me was the before and after pictures of your leg. You know, absolutely 
covered from thigh to foot in eczema and you explained that it was weeping as well it was wet yeah and it smelled so badly as well like it was almost like um not gangrene because it wasn't gangrene but it just looked like it looked like a crazy infection even though we like it's not an infection but every the way it was behaving was like it was an infection I went to A&E so many times as well and it's like they really don't know what they're talking about they really have no idea what it is that people are dealing with and they just constantly throw medication at it yeah I've been there and I think sometimes without really explaining the side effects properly and without really understanding what you're going through as a person so Joanne you made changes you made natural holistic changes how long was it before you started seeing any difference the six month seven month mark of having my diet changed and exercising and doing all of that stuff and I just started to see my skin slowly I don't want to say smooth but it was just different it's hard to describe it even when I'm talking to people it's really hard to describe it but it was just different it wasn't as angry and agitated it was like it was almost just slowly slowly calming down and then um, I feel like it really the breakthrough really came for me when I went back to the Maker's Diet book, the original book that I started with. And there's like a, it's like a four week plan um, that he kind of like tells you to do to get your body to like the least inflammatory state. And because um, I thought I was following it before my skin went crazy, I kind of just dismissed the book. But I went back to it and thought, you know, well, let me try and do this properly because I didn't really do it properly before. I was kind of just freestyling. But I was like, let me do the plan, how he set out the plan and see if it works. And so in the first week, like you, when I first did it, I was like, this is hell because he cuts out everything. It was like, you can't eat potatoes. You can't eat this. You can't eat that. No grains. No. It, I just felt like I'm literally just going to eat lettuce every day basically. But um, there were so many fruits you couldn't eat as well. You couldn't eat banana, you couldn't eat oranges. There were loads of things that were cut out. But I was like, no, I've, I've been doing this for quite a long time. And I feel like I've hit kind of like a plateau. I've got to do something dramatic. So I did this diet. And so the first week, I think the first two weeks, you're not allowed like loads of foods. You're only allowed to stick to like lentils, I think. And um, like really basic foods. It was really, really horrible. <laughs> um, but as I was doing it, literally, it was almost miraculous. Within that two weeks, my skin had healed quicker in those two weeks than it had healed in all those months that I was kind of like freestyling and seeing how things were going. And then by the end of the four weeks, my skin was completely smooth. So it was like um, the skin was still black from where the, all the eczema was, but the skin itself was like literally um just smoothing out it was it was a mate I couldn't believe it and it was shedding constantly so it was like as it was shedding I could see that every time the skin kind of shed a layer the layers underneath were getting smoother and smooth it was really weird so um I think after I finished the four weeks um I got a bit excited I was like oh my gosh I can have this again and I rushed back into like oats and all of this stuff and then my skin had a massive flare-up and I was like, oh my gosh, back to square one. But I feel like now looking back, I just realized that the skin just heals in stages. So it it go, it kind of flares up like crazy and then it will kind of like settle down and then it'll flare up again. But every flare up for me was less worse than the one before until it finally um, 
just didn't come back. And I think that final flare up that I had when I finished that four week diet um, was probably, I think it was the last major one that I had. And that was the one where I took the pictures of my, my legs weeping and all that stuff. And I remember as well that week um, booking a colonic irrigation because I was like, I just want to, you know, do a big flush out and I'm going to start again with my gut and all this stuff. So I had massive flare up, went to the appointment, um, got the colonic done and then kind of like carried on that whole eating as clean as possible, eating. Um, I stayed away from oats again for a, a really long while and then my skin just got better and better from there. Do you eat oats now? I do eat oats, but nowhere near as much as I did before. Like before oats were like my staple food. I had it every day. Like I'm just an oat addict. I ate, I ate oats in breakfast and in flapjacks and bars and oat bars and I just loved oats but um it's just moderation so I did cut it out for a really long period of time and then now if I do have oats it will just be like a sprinkle in a dish or a little sprinkle in a cake I, I don't really eat oats like a bowl of oats anymore no I'm intrigued in the book that you mentioned the sort of turning point for you in realizing just how important diet was in treating your eczema was the book plant-based I think it's a really old book actually it it doesn't actually suggest a plant-based diet so um when I did the four-week plan it does include meat but I did it without meat and I think that's what made it harder because (laughs) it was almost like the the first two weeks of the plan where they cut out like basically everything it was kind of like meat and vegetables and meat and vegetables because I was like I don't want to eat meat I didn't have anything else (laughs) but vegetables but I just said to myself I want to just do it like completely plant-based so I did go I think I went plant-based um or vegan for about a year just under a year and then um I started to add in like wild salmon so I'd have like wild salmon like weekly but I always tell people even today I eat plant-based like 95% of the time I don't eat meat like that at all I don't eat fish like that at all it's always like every once in a while I'll eat it but generally my food is plant-based Our stories are just so similar in so many ways. I went down the same transition, really, still eating wild-caught salmon, and then gradually my diet became more vegetarian and then vegan and then excluding eggs and dairy. It was a real process. Yeah. It's a literal journey. I feel like everybody has their own like way of getting to where they need to be. Um, cause I don't think I've spoken to anybody that's kind of just known what to do straight away. It's definitely a process of learning like how your body functions, what your body likes, what your body doesn't like. And then once you've got it, you've got it. And I think it's that that's so hard to get across and so hard to explain. I don't know about the people that reach out to you, but I get asked so many times about timescales and how fast healing is going to be. I think that's the, that's the main question I get asked. I think, how long is this going to take? And it's really hard because I don't want to, I don't want to be the Debbie Downer um, and say, oh, I don't know. But I always say to people like, don't, for me, I, I don't want to be like the dermatologist I saw in the, in the hospital. I don't want to give anybody a kind of diagnosis that makes them leave feeling like heavy or like, oh my gosh, because that's how I felt when I left the hospital. So I always try and, give people positive news even though it doesn't sound positive to them at the time but I always say to people like don't look at it like oh I'm going to heal my skin in six months 
look at it like a journey or a complete lifestyle change that you're going to embark on for the rest of your life. So rather than like, oh, I'm going to stop eating, I don't know, a burgers for six months and my skin's going to be better. Think about how you actually want to be better. Do you want like your body to heal? Like, do you want your body to function at its optimum level? And then when you start looking at it from that perspective, it doesn't become a drag anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like when I first started, I was like, oh, I can't eat this. Oh, I can't eat that. Oh, and everything was just, oh, I can't eat this. But when you start to realize that actually this is beneficial for me, you change your mindset. It became like the best thing I ever did. So even though my skin, I couldn't see my skin changing at the time, mentally, physically, spiritually, like every aspect of me was so much better. And I would get up in the morning and I'd get on my bike and I'd ride my bike. And I just felt so much like joy and just excitement about everything that I was doing, even though I didn't see the changes yet. So it's just ex- explaining to people that it's not just, I'm doing this to get to this point. It's more like, okay, how can I just be better? How can I get better? How can I function better? Um, so that's how I try and just explain it to them. Don't, if you put, I feel like if you put a time frame on it, you're going to make the situation worse for yourself because if you don't see your skin here in that time frame, you're going to give up too early because it's a, it's definitely a process. I think my skin took about nine months to a year to heal completely. So, um, and everyone's different. Some people's skin heals quicker than others. There's some people that message me and I kind of not coach them, but they do contact me frequently and they'll be like, oh, my skin healed in six months. And I'm like, oh, wow. And there's other people that maybe two years down the line, they're like, oh, I'm starting to see progress now. So everybody's definitely um, different, but it's just the mindset. I think the mindset is the key thing. If you don't look at it like a time frame, it's easier to do it. Yes. And also to actually enjoy the process. Yeah, you can enjoy, you can enjoy things. And that's one of the other things that I try and like juggle when I'm putting things out, like little treat here and there. There are things that you can make that are sweet and do taste amazing, but just not like full blown sugar and additives and all that stuff. You can enjoy your food. And I think that's, that's been the best part of this journey for me, learning how to actually enjoy food and not just taste good also is beneficial to your body as well. Talking of food tasting good and vitamins and benefits, I saw a post on your Instagram, Joanne, about papaya. Who doesn't love papaya? Oh, no. (laughs) I don't know what it is. It's like the taste of it is just like, and I also hate avocado. Oh, my days. It's like my worst, absolute worst foods, but with papaya, I've learned how to hide it in things and eat it. I honestly think that papaya and avocado are probably, probably the two best fruits for healing your skin. And it's like, what a, what a, what a conundrum there. I don't like either of them. But um, yeah, I definitely learned how to hide papaya in, in things. And I have papaya all the time. Fortunately, I love it. So I've got no need to disguise it. Joanne, I've got to ask about your family because they were obviously so against you making these changes at the start have they seen the difference it's made have you got them on side now a hundred percent so like before they would argue with me about everything Joanna you're doing this why are you doing this and I think another reason why I felt like it was really hard for them to watch me go through it is because in the process I really did lose a lot of weight I think I probably got all the way down to like a size two or four I was literally skin and bones because 
I couldn't navigate what I was doing wrong. So I started to like almost be afraid of eating anything. So I just lost so much weight. And because I wasn't eating meat as well, I think my body was a bit like, okay, this is a bit of a shock. Um, so I just lost so much weight. So everyone was like, look how skinny you are. You're so thin. And um, they just felt, they just, it, I just looked sick. Like not only was my skin really bad, I just looked ill. So I think for them, it was really shocking for them. But I think over time, I've put weight back on. Um, my skin's better. My mental health, everything's better. I'm in a better place now. So it's almost like they kind of see why I had to go through that. And now if any, it's so funny, I've become like the household doctor now. Anything goes wrong with anybody, I'm the first person everybody calls. And I'm like, okay. It's all right there. I don't mind. But it's just funny. Um, not just my family, but also my friends. Everything that goes wrong with anybody's body, anybody's child. Oh, call Joanna. She knows what to do. That sounds like my family and friends as well. You spoke about your family being concerned because of your dramatic weight loss at the start of your journey. Has that evened out now? And how were you able to achieve that balance? that's a tricky one I feel like it's just time because I don't feel like I eat much different to what I was eating before I feel like it's pretty much the same yeah I think I think the body just has to get used to how you eat because I mean if you my diet before was just crazy I ate whatever I wanted I have like my favorite food everyone knows that Joanna's favorite food is mac and cheese so I would make mac and cheese with like cheese in the, in the in the sauce cheese on the top cheese on the mixed on the inside like everything was cheese meat and just sugar so I feel like I, I think I was probably about a size 10 slash 12 eating like that so I feel like once you cut out all of those extra fats and those extra sugars and all that stuff your body just almost goes into a bit of a shock like hold on a second my my life source is gone you drop weight and then as you maintain this clean diet, so to speak, your body just kind of regulates its own weight. Um, so over time, um, I've kind of just put weight back on in a healthy way. Um, I'm not on the big side. I'm not on the, I don't know. I think I'm about a size, I would say I'm about six to eight now, which to me is still small compared to before. But people now tell me that even when I tell them I'm a size six, they don't believe me. So I'll be like, what? You look like a size 10 because I just still look in proportion and just like kind of normal. But um, yeah, I feel like it just it just regulates itself. I feel like the body just needs to learn how to get back into that balance. And all of it can take time, can't it? That the worsening before the skin gets better can be really difficult to deal with. Yeah, yeah. When you've got, I feel like when you've got someone beside you, it's like, no, go for it. You can do it. It makes it so much easier. And again, like you said, that's the reason why I was like, no, I really want to tell people about this. Because when I was doing it, I was completely alone. But I was when I, when I speak to other people, I always tell them in the first instance, as soon as they kind of contact me, when you start this, it's likely to get worse before it gets better. So it's kind of like you've already prepared yourself a little bit mentally for it. So when it gets worse, you're not so much like, oh my gosh, what am I doing wrong? It's kind of like, okay, Joanna, my skin's getting worse. I'm like, keep going, keep going, keep going. And then a couple of weeks later, a couple of months later, they'll be like, oh, it's getting better now. So it's like, it's just that that motivational push, I think, that you need just to get through that stage, which is good because, yeah, you don't feel like you're on your own. Do you feel your skin condition was something that you were meant to experience and meant to go through in order to find your passion and purpose to help others 
A hundred percent. It's the best thing. It's the best feeling ever. It's like, I don't know. People always say to me as well, like Joanna, literally, if you didn't go through that, you wouldn't even be the same person that you are today. So as much as it was hell and it was probably the worst experience I've ever had in my life, I don't regret it at all because I wouldn't be here. I think the, the person I was as well, like even if we take the whole skin, um, the skin um, trauma out of it, the person I was before, I didn't want to be that person, like closed, um, not being able to communicate how I felt, like very insecure. Do you know what I mean? I, I've, I've literally become a completely different person. Um, I still find that I struggle sometimes with like talking up, but it's just learning how to grow out of that. And I, I yeah, I just feel like it was, a bit, it was the worst and the best thing that ever happened to me. <laughs> I can totally, totally relate to that life-changing in so many ways. I also read through so many of your posts on Instagram where you reference your faith. Is God a really important part of this journey for you? I always say to people, I would never push what I believe on anyone ever. But I know for a fact, if I didn't have my faith in God, I couldn't have made it. I couldn't because there were days when I just didn't want to be alive anymore. I I just couldn't take it, but it was just almost that holding on to the faith that I had that I would get through it with him. There were days when I didn't want to get out of bed. I didn't want to see the kids. I didn't want to see anybody. And I would just have to pray myself out of those, out of those dark, dark moments. I really don't think I could have done it without my faith, especially because, and this isn't to say that they're bad, because again, it's just when someone's on the other side of, um, the situation looking at it they just don't understand it but because all the people that I loved around me like I said my husband my mom my brothers my sisters my friends were constantly berating me telling me that it was because of me and what I was doing I just felt literally so alone so if I didn't have like my faith and that my like belief in God to know that I could get out of it I don't know who I, I, who could I have turned to do you get what I mean I would have given up because it was just like well they don't they don't understand. They're not helping me. I think I would have just felt so isolated, but I just kept going back to my faith, going back to prayer, going back to the word of God, the Bible, and just allowing the scriptures as well, just to encourage me with what I was going through. Can I ask how old your children are? Um, so my eldest is uh, 11. He's going to be 12 uh, next month, July. Um, Israel is four and Maya just turned three. They must be so proud of your journey. Yeah, a hundred percent. But it's good though, because I don't think Israel, Israel and Maya are not old enough to remember, like remember what even happened. But um, my eldest son obviously is old enough to know that like, he was there throughout the whole thing. And sometimes he even says to me, "Mom, like I'm so proud of you that you know you're better now." When he he really he saw it, he saw everything. So he really he really appreciates it, even though he does think I'm a bit over the top with my food. Um, but he really does appreciate that I'm better because he saw me when I was at my worst. And I've got to ask, what have your doctor and dermatologist said? I keep saying this; it's on my bucket list of things to do. But I did say to myself and a few people that do follow me that one day I will go back to the dermatologist that saw me and show him my skin like make an appointment just like oh can I come and see you like a normal regular appointment and just say I just wanted to show you my skin you told me that I couldn't 
heal my skin and with diet. And that's exactly what I've done. And I wanted to explain to him like just how we've had a conversation. I had to, I had to look at this area, had to look at my emotions, had to look at my, my relationships, had to look at this and all of these elements tied into basically what was showing up physically on my skin and not to like, I don't know, lord it over him or just to, just to boast about it, but just to also educate him. Like if anybody, if you have a patient that comes into your office again, looking the way I did, don't condemn them to, you can't do it because that was the worst thing that he could have said to me. Like my heart literally melted. And I thought to myself, if I wasn't, um, I mean, I don't consider myself to be a very strong person, but I must've been strong enough to have ignored <laughs> what he said and still gone off and done what I wanted. But there are other people that would take what the doctor says as gospel. So I just don't want him to continue giving people a sort of death sentence for their skin when there's another way to go around it. So I will do it. <laughs> I will definitely do it. I keep saying I'm going to do it, but I am going to do it. I need to go back and show him my skin. I love that. You've got to do it. You've got to do it. Joanna, I know there's going to be a lot of people who can relate to your story and want to reach out to you. What's the best channel for them to do that? Is it Instagram? Um, I don't mind, but I feel like Instagram is so easy to just talk to people. Um, I find that because I'm not as active on my blog, sometimes I can miss messages. Whereas Instagram, you kind of see everything because Instagram, I don't know about you, but I feel like I'm on Instagram every day. So it's easier for people to get hold of me on there. Awesome. So your Instagram tag is at I am the dot PR. And I'll also link it here in the podcast show notes and on my blog, hannasolito.com as well. I think you are going to get such an influx of people reaching out to talk to you. And that's what I love about this community, just the help and the support that we can offer one another through a natural healing journey. Thank you. I just think I just, I'm still, I'm still in shock that you messaged me this week of all weeks, because it just seemed so timely with everything that's kind of going on. Even with me, I was just like, wow. I messaged my friend and I was like, oh my gosh, look at this. And she was like, no, this is insane. It just seems like everything is just kind of, like I said, it just fits in where it's supposed to fit in and everything works how it's supposed to work. So definitely on the site. I love it. I love it. And especially when it happens so naturally and organically and just at exactly the right time. And we're both in such a privileged position, aren't we, to be able to hold someone's hand in that way. Yeah, definitely. I think that's, that's the beautiful thing about it. And I think like what you were just saying a minute ago, it's just that feeling of knowing that you're helping people. It's like the most amazing feeling. It is literally the most amazing feeling. Joanna, you just have this beautiful, peaceful, radiant energy. I can't tell you what a pleasure it's been to speak with you today. I'm so grateful. I'm, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm really, really, really grateful for you reaching out to me. Um, so thank you so much. Hannah Salito's natural skincare range is available to order now. Featuring a skin soothing spray, scar minimizing oil, hair care, teas and tinctures. It's the natural solution to support your skin healing journey. Order now at hannahsalito.com.